Hello and welcome to the Punt the QB Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, Rick Namalani here to with Tim Singer. Uh, Tim, uh, looks like uh, even though we're fantasy football, in uh, we're a gambling site, I mean, looks like the uh, Braves are going to win the World Series today. They're up 5 nothing right now. Yeah, and as everybody's been saying, everybody outside of the state of Texas is rooting for the Atlanta yeah, Braves. Yes. You know, it's, it's, it really is a, the classic villain, mm-hmm. you know. So, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of cool. It's, it's a... We were joking earlier how they straight up avoid football at all yes, costs. Yes, they, they avoided, you know, they avoided su- t- Sunday night, they avoided Monday night. They yeah, avoid- it's the World Series, but let's do it on Tuesday, Wednesday. How come? Yeah. L- let's just do Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. So, but let's get right into it. Um, you got the first, the first big news. I mean, obviously it's the biggest news, probably some of the biggest news of the whole season when you're talking about Derrick Henry. Yeah, and I think before we dive into that, we have to preface, I apologize in advance if you're listening. We appreciate you listening. There's a ton of things to cover. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a bloodbath on Sunday. Plus, you still got to talk about the game. So if you got to listen to us in two parts, I understand. But we appreciate you listening. Yeah, yeah. And you're right, Derrick uh, Henry, who we've been anointed King Henry. Yeah. And he's been dominating the fantasy landscape. You know, I know in our in our main league, BJ used him to dominate him his way to a 7-1 and one record. So uh, good for him. But yeah, he had to have, he had foot surgery today. Officially, they're saying six to ten weeks. Eight is likely, which probably means his fantasy season is over. Yeah, I mean now you have to keep him in an IR spot just in case. Mm-hmm. But likely his fantasy season over, which is a massive blow. Yeah, that's a massive blow for a team for teams that probably were sitting in good shape. Um, yeah, with with having Henry on their team, they were probably getting yeah. If you had Derrick Henry and eight warm bodies every yeah. week, you're you're doing pretty good. Yeah, well, considering he was, I think thirty points over the next just the number two. Just the back. number two, yeah, 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 absolutely. And and let me ask you this: so you got Jeremy McNichols at two percent ownership, and freshly signed straight free agent AP at one yeah. percent. Do you have any interest in either one of those guys? Well, um, maybe in maybe Adrian Peterson, but. I mean, if you let me throw this out to you, because uh, somebody threw this out. I've I've been seeing this on Twitter, and it happened in our league too and stuff. Um, like they reported that they were working out a deal, but he wasn't officially signed by the Titans. So people just ran out there and scrambled and picked up the free agent because on Monday you can still pick up people that haven't played yet. And if you're not on a team, if you're a free agent, yeah, technically you're not on a team, so they're still available to pick up. So. I, I saw it on Twitter. There's a lot of people like, "Hey, uh, my my commissioner, um, you know, revoked this uh, pickup because he said that the Titans have already played." And he's like, "But the Titans, he wasn't on the Titans when I picked him up." Yeah, I, so, I, to me, it's I, all fair game. To me, it's all he's fair a free game. agent. Go to, get him. Yeah, exactly. To me, it's all fair game. To me, it's like it's just sour grapes that you didn't get to it first. If you're if you're looking at it, if you were looking at it yesterday afternoon or yesterday evening or this morning or something like that, and you want to cry foul, it's only because. You were looking. You were looking yeah, you to were see looking if he was. Buying, yeah. yeah, you were looking. Yourself. Yeah, I wish I had a roster spot. I would have scooped him the second they said he was being worked out. But I just, it's just one of those things where it's like, you know what? I'm a commissioner of, the, of the league that we do that we've been doing for 31 years now, and you can't just change rules as it goes. Whatever the yeah. rules are, and if it's, and if that's what it is on ESPN or Yahoo or CBS or or whatever or Sleeper or whatever, whatever site you're on. If, if you don't have a rule in place already, you can't just re- you can't change it and take it away from somebody. There's always going to be some. I mean, we. I mean, at one point I did nine leagues in one season. At some point, there's always going to be some issue. You, you just be like, listen, these are the rules in place. If you don't like them, bring it up next off season. Yes, exactly. And we'll change it. 
But I mean, and that's yeah, and that's the thing is you can't be sour grapes about it. Well, I'm just saying, like, like if you're if you're one of those people that put in that put in for them and got them before it went to waivers because you got it Monday before the Monday night football game, and somebody's telling you they're not going to let you have it. It's well within the rules and stuff like that. I say find yourself a new league next year. If yeah. this isn't people you grew up with, and even if it is friends of yours that you grew up with, they're just going to be taking it away from you. Yeah, like I brought up last episode about the 16-team keeper league I yeah, was in yeah. where they voted down a Joe yeah. Flacco trade. Yeah. I was like, is this Joe Montana we're talking for, about? For an eighth-round pick. Yeah, I mean. exactly. Yeah, so I was like, uh, I, you know, needless to say, I didn't come back. But uh, I, I, I'm not too worried about AP. If you're mm-hmm. if you're butthurt about AP, that's on you. I think you're going to get about 90% of the version that you, you got of him in Detroit. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to be a factor no. in, in PPR leagues. I think he'll be a touchdown boomer bust in standard leagues. He's going to be a boomer bust. You know, bye week replacement, desperate flex. He's a boomer bust guy, in my opinion. I think he'll get you out of from between now and the rest of the season, maybe two really good weeks. And then a couple of average weeks, and then a couple of yeah. But you're gonna have yeah, you're gonna have zeros in between. Yeah, you don't know where those are coming from. So I mean, if you want to put them in your lineup, good luck. But I guarantee you, once you're not happy with it and you bail on it, will be the will be when he finally goes off. Yeah, and that's the thing is the the Titans pound the hell out of Derrick Henry because he's special, Mm -hmm. not because they insist on running first and and, and throwing later. They pound the hell out of Derrick Henry because he's special. Well, they tried for the first couple of games. Remember, they tried to do it without. Shoving yeah, Derrick Henry did, down everybody's yeah. throat, and it didn't work out. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to watch going forward, and it's sad. It's it's sad because it's yet another running back that goes down. Mm-hmm. On a lesser degree, you've got James Robinson, who was RB thirteen. Yeah. Um, now they're saying it's a bruised heel. He's week to week, but I tell you, I you know I, I was watching. I have him on my team as my flex. Mm-hmm. He went down in the first quarter with this ankle injury, or you know, turns out to be a heel, and did not return at all. Yeah, and, and that was first quarter when they were still technically in the game, so I, I'm a little worried about it. Now I had guys get injured, you know, I had filled every one of my IR spots, so I preemptively had scooped Carlos Hyde just to have him because I believe in handcuffing, so that works out. But it's sad because that's just another running back. I mean, yeah, this is it's it's, it's a bloodbath. It, it is. It's like it's, Murderer's Row right now of yeah. like. It's it's literally a chopping block. We're playing Squid Game here with running backs. Yeah, and that's the thing is you I, you know remember after our draft we did our post draft analysis and eighteen of the first twenty picks were running backs. Yeah. And, and let me ask you this: since we just talked about King Henry and James Robinson, I, I know I've asked you before, and I'll ask you again: Has this season made a case for the zero running back approach? No, and I'll and I'll tell you why. I believe it is no. I believe it is no because. Who would you have taken in those spots otherwise? I mean, if you're well, filling I mean, up, just 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 bear with me here. Okay. If like, let's say you said I'm bailing on on these guys because I'm going to take um, a, a a top top notch quarterback. Well, I still got Stafford in the ninth round, and he's been doing great, or eighth round, seventh seventh or eighth round, or something like that. But I mean, like, so if you and if you were getting Mahomes, Mahomes is doing great. Uh, fantasy wise, but there's some other guys that ha- that aren't. Russell Wilson's got hurt, stuff like that. So if you passed up on running backs so you could take them, has that really worked out for you? If you passed up on running backs so you could take Kittle or Waller, has that really worked out for you right now? Because those guys, as of right now, aren't even in the top twelve of tight ends because they've missed so much time. And if you're saying like, oh, I passed up on running backs and I ended up with Calvin Ridley, well. Hey, that didn't work out for you either. Like when you're talking about like at one point AJ Brown, he wasn't playing well. Like 
when you're when you're putting up all these bigger all these other names that you could have gotten in their place, are they, have the numbers really justified not picking running backs because you thought there was more value at receivers? Who really the the middle round receivers are the ones that are blowing up. It's not really the studs. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. I mean, Tyreek Hill will, you know. Yeah, well, I understand I mean, yeah, that. You, but if, if, but if, that's a first-round pick. If you were to take the approach, you would have had to have absolutely hit, say you took Tyreek Hill in the first round, somehow got Kelsey in the second round, um, came back and took Josh Allen in the third. I mean, you had, you had to have hit. You literally had to have picked the perfect yeah, draft the perfect, anyway. Yeah. And then on top of that, you still needed to fill these guys up with other people because there's nothing that says that the guys that are out there on waivers you were going to get at running backs because there's so many running back injuries. Yeah, no, I, point taken. I, I just, like I said, I, I think Cause if, for what, a lot of people, you've got to be frustrated. Yeah, but what were we saying when we were talking about um, zero running back or hero running back? We were like, oh, yeah, Mike Davis might be a guy. Oh, um, Miles Gaskin, there's a guy you could fill in later if you're getting a guy in the sixth, seventh round. So these guys haven't. These, if you went zero yeah, running I remember, back, I was talking up Jamal Williams. If you I went really zero running, in Detroit. yeah. If you went zero running back, majority of the guys that you could have filled with zero running back would have been guys off of the waiver wire that anybody else could have gotten anyways. Yeah, point taken. I just you know I, I figure it's worth asking the question because we let off our broadcast with two more running backs going down. I just when you're talking about at the top, I'm going to run off the top uh, eleven running backs right now in fantasy, and this is PPR and non PPR. Derrick Henry, Jonathan Taylor, Austin Eckler, J- Joe Mixon, Aaron Jones, Alvin Kamara, Darrell Henderson Jr., Zeke Elliott, Najee Harris, Cordero Patterson, DeAndre Swift. Any of those guys that get picked outside of the uh, uh, any of these guys, Cordero Patterson and maybe Darrell Henderson got picked outside of the outside of the third round. So all these. So if you went zero running back, you don't have any of these guys. You can't be in that great of shape. It's almost as if you were prepared for me to ask you this question. I wasn't actually. <laughs> I was just doing. I was just doing my homework. I mean, like when yeah. you actually look at it, besides Cordero Patterson, like nobody is like really you know busting out that was like some of these guys, some, a guy that you're picking in the sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth round at running back. Yeah. P- point taken. You know, point taken. Um, and, and you referenced it. Let, let's hit it right away. And any other week, this would have been the headline news. Mm-hmm. Calvin Ridley, at first it comes out that he's inactive today or, you know, Sunday for personal reasons. Then he tweets. I'm sorry, I think it might have been Instagram. But he social media posts on Sunday while the game is being played. Mm-hmm. I need to take a break from football for mental health issues. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. I mean, we're not talking about some guy who struggled to make the roster or somebody like Josh Gordon who's trying to make a comeback attempt. We're talking Calvin Fudging Ridley. I mean, like yeah. a, a, a top-tier wide receiver. It's it's really something. Um, you know, we, we come into these whole um, – we saw this with the Olympics with Simone Biles. Um, you know, big superstars, like big, big names that um, are just having a hard time. You know what I mean? And it's like – uh, you know, it, mental health is a is a is a is a crazy thing to wrap your head around, um, especially now with COVID and stuff like that, and people being social distancing and uh, what I feel is like a, a little social detachment from people because you aren't seeing people as often anymore. Like, how many times do we like we're doing a podcast right now, the two of us next to each other? Because I don't know, it's just better that way. And then, how many times do you see stuff online? Like, nothing against these people that are doing that stuff, but these people are all doing it like podcasts over like zoom and stuff like that and it's like no one's actually right next to each other you know what i mean unless you're at espn studios you know no offense walker you guys do a great job on the bears and beers (laughs) no i'm I'm not trying to say anybody's anybody's bad at it bad about it 
But, I mean, when you're talking about that kind of detachment, when you're talking about a long football season, which I'm sure with COVID, they have all kinds of regulations as far as who you can and can be around and how many people you can be around with the whole uh, contact and stuff like that, who you're coming in contact with and stuff like that. I would assume it's got to be pretty nerve-wracking. I mean, and, you know, once again, I've never, I've never had... Um, like depression issues or anything like that. So I couldn't, I can't comprehend where anybody's coming from when that is. So, but I, but I also acknowledge the fact that if it's something that you battle with, it's something you probably battle with your entire life. Yeah, I, I, I tend to lean with you. There's two sides to every story. And if I haven't walked in your shoes, I'm not going to necessarily pass judgment. Mm-hmm. Um, let me ask you the, the strictly football and fancy football side of it. Yeah, sorry. I, I dragged it out to a, to a, no, to no, a no, different no. area. Hey, we're two passionate guys yeah. that drink beer and talk about stuff and occasionally mention football. Um, but like I said, bringing up the football side of it, this is what's left from the wide receiver core from the Atlanta Falcons. Russell Gage, Taze Sharp. Alamid Zacchaeus, and technically Cordell's lasted, uh, listed as a wide receiver, but he's like X-Factor weapon, yeah, yeah. you know. Any of those uh, guys get your juices flowing? No. I mean, um, I mean really, I, it's, I, I mean, I didn't, I'm, I'm totally, like I said, I finally jumped on Atlanta's bandwagon and jumped off of it like half an hour into the game. I was like, I've made a horrible mistake. Yes. <laughs> was, yes. Like, and, and I just, I mean, there's nothing that, there's no relevance. I mean, Russell Gage had a, had a good, you know, season and a half last year and the year before that. Like, and he hasn't done anything yet this year. There's nothing that makes you think that any of these guys are going to do anything at, at this point. Yeah. And it's sad because now we started to see the emergence of Kyle Pitts but now teams could just double and triple team him because nobody else is a significant threat. Uh, uh, just him and Cordero Patterson. Yeah, and that's you know that's the thing is we're we're gonna see we're gonna see what the Falcons and look like it, going forward. And we brought it up before. I mean, they, they moved Julio because they were ready to move on with yeah. Calvin Ridley as their guy. Yeah, they obviously didn't see this coming. They, I don't think anybody saw this coming. And and once again, you know, obviously. You know, you know what your limitations are. Obviously, if he feels like he needs to take a step away, obviously take a step away, and and hopefully everything's good and, and he comes back better whenever he decides to come back to the team. Yeah, I hear you. Um, and it's yeah, I, like I said, I, I think we've we've touched on the the impact of that. Uh, one more big injury I have to notice: uh, Jameis Winston mm-hmm. officially tore his ACL, so he's out for the year, which is which is sad. I'm not saying he was playing great. But he was making a comeback attempt. The Saints, who you know, just pulled within a game of first place. Okay, they were finding ways. You know, they're finding. They were finding ways to to get the ball in the end zone. They were finding ways to be productive on offense. I mean, his numbers weren't like awesome, but there were times where he was throwing two touchdowns in a game. There was times. Yeah, where he was we'll, and we'll get to when we when yeah. we you know do the review of the game itself. Nothing stands out from their box score. Mm-hmm. I watched most of the game. Nothing stands out from the game. Except the final score. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they weren't doing it with... Like mm-hmm. and that, like I said, when I told you early in the season I bet they're over on wins, yeah. it was solely because of my faith in Sean Payton. Mm-hmm. Um, raise your hand if you knew Trevor Simeon was still in the league. No. I mean... No, I mean, and it, it's funny because at the beginning of the season they were like, it's Jameis Winston, it's uh, Taysom Hill, and Ian Book. And yeah. then it's like... Well, Jameis Winston hurt his knee, and he's not coming back into the game. Like, so here comes Trevor Simeon. I'm like, oh, sorry, what? Yeah, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I was like, huh... Really? Yeah, I went to my CBS Sports app and I and I clicked there. They've got a great way to sort depth charts, uh-huh. and I was like, "No kidding!" Yeah, you know, it was just like, really? well, I mean, they still have they don't have the Taysom Hill problem right now. Yeah, he's no, still he's battling that concussion. still in concussion protocol. Yeah. I mean, that tells you how serious it was. And I remember seeing that hit. I mm-hmm. mean, like I said, you don't ever want to see that. He 
So, I mean, like I said, it'll be interesting to see what happens to the Saints going forward. Especially, you know, they were starting to get excited. They just got a big win. Michael Thomas is on his way back. And now Jameis Winston, you know, cross him off the list. Yeah, yeah. Um, one more thing I wanted to mention before we uh, touch on some of the guys left on waiver wire. The Broncos, at 4-4, four and four, traded their best defensive player, Pro Bowler Vaughn Miller, to the Rams. I know we're a fancy football show, but the rich just got richer. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, when you combine the fact that the Cardinals lost the game Thursday mm-hmm. and the Rams look amazing, the rich just got richer. Yeah. Well, you're talking about the fact that now that you're talking about a defense that has... <laughs> Has Sam Darnold up front. You've got Vaughn Miller in the middle, and you've got uh, I'm sorry, Aaron, Aaron, Don- Aaron okay. Donald. Aaron Donald. Sorry, <laughs> Aaron Donald up front. You've got well, Sam Donald's not playing yes. quarterback anymore. So <laughs> Aaron Donald up front. You've got uh, now you've got Vaughn I mean, Miller in Leonard the middle, Floyd, and then Ramsey, you've got Jalen Ramsey in I mean, the back in the backfield. I mean that's in, that's crazy when you're talking about those three lines. And you've that's got, an you've embarrassment got a stud of riches. At each spot, it's yeah, it is an embarrassment. That, that's why I spent the whole preseason talking up the Rams, and I, I bet so much on them already. I, I'm when I saw that, I was like, okay, wow, the rich just got richer. And then my other side was, what the frick are the Broncos doing? Yeah, they just won. They finished four and, uh, and they're currently four and four. I I don't know, but they just traded a rookie too, a rookie cornerback for yeah. like a six round pick. I mean, they're just I, I guess they just decided they're just going to move on. Um, hey, we'll see how it works out. I guess it's a white flag, like the Sox. <laughs> white flag yeah, trade the, the from two way and back, back from yeah. the Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, and that's, and that's the thing. Yeah. I, I mean, Rich got richer. But I that's... mean, with Thursday night game, Kyler with the sprained ankle. They're now they're reporting he sprained his ankle on the last drive. Um, obviously, we'll see where that goes. They play against San Francisco this week. Yeah, I was going to. I thought we can mention that a little bit more in the preview show. But something to keep an eye on. We'll talk uh, more about it in the preview yeah. show. Let's keep moving on Yeah, here. and that's the thing is I, I, I usually we send the waiver wire mm-hmm. for the end, but we've already talked about guys like um, Jeremy McNichols and AP and Carlos Hyde in their handcuff roles for the guys who just got hurt, Russell Gage, Tajay Sharp. Um, some of the other guys, I mean, like I said, McNichols is 2%, so I feel like if you feel obligated, go get him. Carlos Hyde, 7%. Um, I mean, we talked about AP. One guy from, you know, while we're talking about running backs and their injuries, Jared P. Patterson, for the Washington football team, is owned in 1% of leagues. He led the team in carries and yards. I mean, 11 for 46. He didn't yeah. blow the world away. Well, McKissick away. did lead the, lead the team in receptions. So Right. I'm just saying, like, from a run running back standpoint, does that speak more about the, the health of Gibson? I think it speaks more of the— Because they didn't get blown out in this game. I think it speaks more of just the mess that is Washington right now. Because they said Gibson's active, and then he rarely was— had any touches. It was like he was like the ghost. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah, saying. He was I, like a decoy I, I, kind I, of a thing. I wasn't trying to talk up Jared Peterson mm-hmm. as much as I was, what does this mean for Gibson? Yeah. I mean, they're on a bye, so they can sort that out. Um, another thing to keep an eye on, Elijah Mitchell is uh, listed as a rib injury for the Niners. Had a great game. Something to keep an eye on, Jeff Wilson Jr. from the Niners is activated off the pup list. His practice window just opened. Mm-hmm. Only owned in 6% of leagues. Maybe something to keep an eye on. Just if you're in a deep league, something to keep in mind. Maybe, maybe. I mean, obviously, we'll see where Mitchell goes because Mitchell's been listed as questionable and then been active. And then there's been a couple times where he's been questionable and inactive. So Right, I'm just saying something to keep an eye on. Yeah. Because um, that whole Niners thing, one week it's hasty, another week it's, yeah. you know. Um, we can't go a waiver wire segment without talking about the mess in Philadelphia. Yep. 
Now, we were talking about Kenneth Gainwell because we thought he was the closest path we were wrong. to carries. <laughs> we were and wrong. And a lot of people were. Yes. Every column you read everywhere said, go get Kenneth Gainwell. I heard some people put a missing missing, missing persons report out. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing. Is Boston Scott was the star of the game. Mm-hmm. Only owned in 5% of leagues still. He had 12 carries for 60 yards and two touchdowns. And in the did you know I was still in the league category, Jordan Howard. Well, I know they, they released him, and I know they signed him to the press, practice squad, but the Miles IR stint finally got him promoted, and yeah, here he is. Yeah, I mean, 1% ownership, and really less than 1%. Yeah. Um, practice squad to 57 yards and two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. I, I mean, I, that's the thing is we all thought Kenneth Gainwell, but it looked like Boston Scott was the lead back. Mm-hmm. Gainwell didn't really get any carries until mm-hmm. the fourth quarter Yeah, when they were blowing out the Lions. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, wow. Yeah. I guess, I, you know, we talked about all those other guys as replacements, but factually speaking, Boston Scott's owned in 5% of leagues. I think he should be the number one priority. Yeah, I would agree. If you yeah. need a running back, uh, Boston Scott should be should be probably a, a pretty high priority. The only reason why I would say that Adrian Peterson would probably get a little more love is the fact that um, we've seen Philly just totally bail, bail on the pass. Multiple times this season. I'm sorry, on the run. Bail on the run yeah. multiple times this season. So if you really want to go with uh, Boston Scott and then you find out the guy, like the whole team only has seven carries on the game besides what yeah, Jalen no, Hurts runs. Actually speaking, I mean, this past week they blew out the line yeah. so they didn't have – that's not going to happen every mm-hmm. other week. You know, just like we brought up with the Patriots and the, wow, they blew yeah. up the Jets and J.J. Taylor. and you Yeah, know. yeah, yeah. Um, let, me, let me wrap it up real quick. Brandon Ayuk, who was dropped by a lot of people, his ownership is down to 46%. He did have four catches, 45 yards. He led his team in targets, catches, yards, and plays. He Not in yards, because Debo had more yards than him. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. He led the team in plays. That's a okay. no, that's a no for a different the player. Amount, the amount of plays that he was on. Yeah, uh, in plays. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I, I don't want him. I don't want anything to do with Brandon Ayuk. There's nothing. Um, he hasn't had one solid week yet. I mean, he's, I think he's only got no, one touchdown. No, no, even this season. past week he had four catches, yeah. 45 yards. I'm just saying he seemed – he had seven targets. He led his team in plays. That's the point I was trying yeah. to make. I didn't do it very well. But, um, I mean, I'm just, you know, curious if yeah. he's worth a dart throw. I mean, yeah, somebody could throw a dart on it. I just yeah. – with my with my team, I don't really see him fitting in yeah. anymore. No, I hear you. Uh, another thing to mention, and we'll talk about the Mike White show. Yeah. Jameis Winston was the uh, one of the biggest benefactors – 19% owned... I'm sorry, not Jameis. Jameis Jameson Crowder. Mm-hmm. I promise I'm sober, people. Jameson Crowder owned in 19% of leagues, had eight catches for 84 yards. Is yeah, I mean... no I interest? Mean, as long as Mike White is still playing while uh, Wilson's out, I mean, you might as well. He seemed to be... He seemed to really have a good rapport with them. Yeah, yeah. He was definitely uh, mm-hmm. willing to take his checkdowns. He went to Crowder a yeah. lot. He went to the running backs out of the backfield. Ty Johnson. Mm-hmm. You know, some of that was the fact that Corey Davis missed the game, but still... Something to keep an eye on. Mm-hmm. One more, and uh, then we'll hit the previews. Pat Fryermuth, I've been talking about him for weeks. Baby Gronk, still only owned in 8% of leagues. Mm-hmm. Had seven targets, four catches, 44 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah. I mean, he's out, if he's out there and you need a tight end, because, uh, like I said, everyone's everyone's falling. It's like a, yeah. a, a game of attrition right now. Everyone's just falling like flies. All right, Tim. So let's get into the reviews for Week 8. Let's, let's start where we... 
Let's start where we where we always go. The Bears. Yeah, let's rip that Band-Aid off. 49ers, 33. Bears, 22. Um, I mean, really... I don't I don't really know what to say here for these for these Bears. I mean, Justin Fields is it's great. It's great what we're finally seeing from Fields. 103 yards rushing. He he ran for a touchdown. He threw a touchdown. But by far his best game. Yeah, 27 by far fantasy his points. Best game. But when we say that, and you've got all these people who are like, oh, Fields has arrived. There's some positive things to take out of this game. Is there though? Because this was a team they were supposed to beat. Yes. You're at home against a team that lost four straight. San Francisco, They're supposed yeah. to win these games. San Francisco had lost four straight. What are we really excited about? And, and you knew it was over. I and I wrote it down. I knew when it was over when the Bears got beat on a third and twenty mm-hmm. for an eighty-three yard reception by Debo Samuel. Yeah. I know he's special. Yeah. But when you get beat on third and twenty for eighty-three yards, you deserve to lose that game. Allen Robinson on the season now is wide receiver sixty-six. That that's brutal. I, I mean, he is absolutely unstartable. He is, he is Brandon Ayuk. He is the he is like the you were saying like Brandon Ayuk's been dropped and I don't want him on my team. I think if somebody was like so Jeff was, I'm sorry, Walker was trying to offer Allen Robinson to me, and it doesn't make a difference. I don't even want him. Yeah, I, you I could offer, give you a six pack you, of beer. For you him. could have asked. You could have asked for somebody that I have no business being on my team. You could have said Allen Robinson for Gabriel Davis, and I'd have been like, I'm good. Yeah, I just what's the point? Because at least Gabriel Davis plays on the Bills. Let me tell you this. <laughs> Let me tell you this. The Bears have 13 total touchdowns on the season. They're yeah. tied for. They have four receiving touchdowns, four passing touchdowns all season long. We're halfway through this season. Yeah, brutal. Uh, I mean, I you know, and that's the thing is, I I can't go out. You know, can't we move on from this game without talking about Debo Samuel? Mm-hmm. He is wide receiver number four. And that's four just behind Cooper Cup, Tyreek Hill, and Jamar Chase. So when you consider the quarterbacks that Cooper Cup, Tyreek Hill, and Jamar Chase have, mm-hmm. that's even more impressive what Debo Samuel has done yep. with a collection of Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance. Yep. I'm just super impressed by Debo. I mean, Elijah Mitchell, 137 yards rushing and a touchdown. Yeah. Uh, yeah he's He did what he's supposed to do against even the Jimmy, Bears team. Jimmy, Jimmy G, if you had to start him, because I don't know, something went wrong with your team or something. Lamar Jackson had a bye and you just had him. I mean, 322 yards passing and two rushing touchdowns. Yeah, the Bears will make you look good. I mean, yeah, that's basically what this is. I don't, I don't know. I would say the Bucks and Brady have have 25 or 26 passing touchdowns on the season. 26. The Bears have four, Brutal. and they're and they're not even. There's nobody even close to them. That's yeah. how bad it is. All right, well, all right, moving on. Yeah, no, I hear you. And you know what else is brutal? This next Watching game. Watching noon games? Like. I mean, this was the start of backup quarterback day. That's mm-hmm. what I'm nicknaming week eight. It was backup quarterback day. And it starts here. The New York Jets, 34. The Bengals, 31. Now we know why the Bengals have not been a double-digit favorite on the road since 1982. <laughs> I, I don't even know at this point what to say at this point. This was... At, at this point, through seven weeks, the number one seed in the AFC as of right now, if the playoffs were to start, as, I'm sorry, as of that game, before that game had started, and then you go and you do this against a lowly Jets team. Brutal. Uh, that Mike only... Flipping White making his first NFL start just threw for 405 yards and three touchdowns. Now, he had two picks, but... How do you let that happen? Yeah. I, I mean, and of course, we've been touting for weeks Michael Carter, mm-hmm. who, by the way, did you know is running back 20? 
Yeah, he's moving on up. Yeah, he scored 32 points in fantasy. Yeah, in a PPR. Even 23 in a non-PPR. He was number one week eight. I mean, just amazing. Now, in the same game, number two for week eight was Joe Mixon, Mm -hmm. who a lot of his bones, now he had 31 yards rushing and a touchdown. A lot of that was four catches, 58 yards, and a touchdown. That was that screen. Yeah, Yeah. it was the two touchdowns. It was the, you know, the, the 89 combined yards for the two touchdowns. So, I mean, factually speaking... This game did net the week uh, RB one and RB two for week eight. Well, you know when you're talking about um, Tennessee, when you're talking about Tennessee and the Bengals, two teams that are very much alive in a playoff hunt and stuff like that. There's no way these teams are going to be one seeds if you can't beat the Jets, right? And I, I just think when you're talking about teams like the Bills and you're talking about high quality teams like the like the Bills are are playing well right now. The Ra- the Ravens are putting people down pretty easily right now. Um, you know, I, I just don't see how you can consider yourself to be a powerhouse if you're losing games to the Jets. Brutal. Just brutal. And, and speaking of the Bills, let's talk about them. Now, there's not a hell of a lot to talk about this game, but, you know, it is a noon game. Buffalo 26, Miami 11. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Josh Allen is very quietly quarterback three despite having a bye already. Yeah. I mean, he does, and I know they were playing the Dolphins, but he does this to everybody. Mm-hmm. 249 yards passing, two passing touchdowns, another 55 yards rushing, and a rushing touchdown. He is awesome. He is. He, he's, he is very quietly the favorite for MVP right now. Then that's why I said very quietly. Yeah. Because when you turn on the national pundits, yeah. they don't really They're talking talk about, about everybody him. else. They're, about They're everybody not talking else. about him yeah. it's just assumed that he's going to play this well yeah. and stuff. But, I mean, he, he, is doing, he is doing great things. I mean, Cole Beasley, 10 receptions, 100 in 10 yards. I mean, this guy just keeps getting catches. The guy keeps getting receptions. He keeps catching the ball and stuff like that. You know what I put down for my notes for the Dolphins? Nope. Don't bother. Yeah. And that's the thing. Why bother? Yeah. At this uh, point, mean, Devon, I think Devontae Parker was the leading receiver. Um, so that makes, I think, three different receivers in the last three weeks that is leading these teams into receptions. And then other people, like Waddle, who was doing it one week, didn't do anything really this week. You can't trust any of these guys. Yeah. If you're starting... Gusecki you, didn't do anything. If you have to start anybody on the Miami Dolphins right now, I feel bad for you. And, and just when we were starting to trust Miles Gaskin, mm-hmm. another, he lays an egg. Again. Just when you were starting to trust him, just when he was working his way into lineups, mm-hmm. lays an egg. Yep. I mean, and, and that's the thing is, that that's brutal. I, I mean, I did want to mention, and I, I can't with any confidence start these guys going forward, mm-hmm. but Zach Moss did have six catches for 39 yards. So, something to keep an eye on. Yeah, I yeah, guess. I, mean, I guess in the in the war zone, just, in the war zone that is the running back department. I guess. I mean, but, but you're I just talking feel like about the Bills. Everybody's startable on the Bills outside of Devin yeah, Singletary. Yeah, but if, but you're talking about Zach Moss right now, and I'm, if you're in a PPR league, yeah, he got you nine point nine. But nine point nine in a PPR with a running back isn't really that great. And in a non PPR league, you're talking about three point nine points. Keep it. Yeah. No, I hear you. I just wanted to say it. Yeah, I just. I mean, I don't know what else to say. Yeah. The Dolphins. We we spent we spent more than enough time talking about the Dolphins. We yeah. don't even need to talk about. You're that. right. Um, and let's move on to probably the best game of the noon slate, and we already talked about it. Tennessee 34, Indy 31 in overtime. Tennessee won the battle but lost the war. Yep. Because now they have essentially a three and a half game lead on the division mm-hmm. because you know three plus the tiebreaker. But when you lose Derrick Henry. I mean, you're going to limp to the finish. They'll win the division. You know what? Derrick Henry, in a non-PPR league, has 173 points already. 
let me ask you this. If he doesn't play the whole rest of the fantasy football season, let's say like the, the, the regular fantasy football season, week 14. Yeah. Is he not still in the top 15, 17 by the time the season ends? Probably, yeah. I mean, he's he, he, he we, we talk about it, but I don't think it gets enough love because he's a running back. He was absolutely dominating the entire yeah. landscape. Mm-hmm. You know, he was dominating over other other running backs. Actually, you know, I think that'd be fun to track the rest of the I season. I think we're going to track yeah. it. I'm going to keep a track of that and just see how it goes. Mm-hmm. I just think that uh, when you're talking about it, I just, I mean, it's incredible what he's done and how fortunate. I know people that are owners of him and stuff like that are like, oh man, what am I going to do now? But you know what? You were fortunate enough to have this guy for eight weeks. Yeah, if you don't have, have a massive pretty much carry, you should be have a you should have a stronghold lead. Just be six and two and be like, well, I just still need to win three more games. I'm going to make. Yeah, the you think you get sympathy games. from guys who have yeah. Christian McCaffrey? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I mean, in fact, I brought it up in the previous show, but apparently, uh, if you have Ryan Tannehill, the weeks he plays the Colts is the way to, way to do it. Yeah. He had 28 points in each of his games versus the Colts, his two best games of the year. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, apparently uh, apparently he's uh, now droppable or tradable since he's already done playing the Colts. But you know who's <laughs> a, you know who's a star on this game? A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown. Yep. 11 targets, 10 catches, 155 yards and a touchdown. He is awesome. Yeah. You know, if he had any protection at all with, like, Julio on the other side— mm-hmm. Imagine what he could accomplish. Yeah, well, and also keep in mind if he was healthy, because um, he, he missed a couple of weeks. Uh, yeah, you know, with the NFL going to a 17-game schedule, it's just going to be whoever stays healthy longest wins. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just, it's, this week was a bloodbath, but this whole season really, it realistically has yeah. been. Yeah, I mean, let's talk about the other side of it. Jonathan Taylor, good week again, 70 yards rushing. Um, he went over. I said over 68 and a half. He went over on the rushing yeah. yards. Plus his receiving. Yeah, and he 52 had 52 receiving. receiving. And then Michael Pittman had two more touchdowns, 86 yards on 10 catches. I mean, guy's getting guys getting involved. And, and Carson Wentz, if you started him, you had the two you had the two silly interceptions late in the game. But, I mean, still 231 and three touchdowns is yeah, we, pretty, pretty good. From We saw good Wentz and bad Wentz in mm-hmm. the same game. Yeah. He he did it. He had two thirty-one, three touchdowns, and another eleven yards rushing. But he also had two interceptions and a fumble lost. Yeah. So we saw in the same game, good car, good uh, good Carson Wentz with thirty-one points and bad Tennessee. Did anybody catch him now? They're three games up on Indianapolis. Three. I mean, factually speaking, three and a half. I, I, I you know, that's the old adage. You know, like in fantasy, oh, you're seven and one. You just got to go five hundred the rest of the way or whatever. Um, the Titans. I mean, I think Indy's still really good. I know they lost, but that three-and-a-half game lead is going to be tough to overcome. That three-and-a-half game lead is going to be tough to overcome when, when Tennessee still gets to play Jacksonville one more time, and they still get to play ten- at the Houston twice, I believe. Yeah. All right. So, we'll see. Moving on. And speaking of Houston, they got destroyed by the Rams. 38. They almost they almost covered on this on that on that fourth. Oh fourth. yeah, it was like uh, remember yeah. uh, week one with the the Lions and the Niners. Yeah. That's exactly what it reminded me of. Yeah. I, I think I actually texted you, texted you that Rams thirty eight, Houston twenty two. It was not that close. It was thirty eight nothing going into the fourth. Right, quarter. that's what I'm saying. The Rams pulled all of their starters, mm-hmm. so everything you see in the box score because I'm sure most people didn't watch this game unless you live in Los Angeles. Was all garbage time for the Texans. Yep. Now, granted, their entire season is going to be garbage time. Yeah, yeah. So, Brandon Cooks, I'm going to give them a pass because their entire season is going to be garbage time. Mm-hmm. Tyrod Taylor might come back. So, I think Brandon Cooks is still a serviceable fantasy asset 
from the Houston Texans. And let me say right away, I was touting David Johnson because of the trade with Mark Ringham. I was wrong. I'll I'm take, just shaking my head. I'll, no. I'll take the L on this one. I really thought he was going to play more of a, we're losing bad. He's going to get the dump offs. David Johnson, three Brutal. touches. Philip Lindsay, three touches. Anybody that thought that Mark Ingram leaving was going to open up room for other people, maybe Rex Burkhead. Boy, was I wrong. Yes. Wow. Yeah, and that's that's the thing is, yeah, Brandon Cook, 6 for 83 and a touchdown. All in garbage time, but let's mm-hmm. be honest. Houston's going to be on garbage time the rest of the season. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and the Rams, we told you uh, pretty much everybody eats. And, All hands yeah, on deck. Everybody and, ate. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's the thing is, you know, Stafford, he did his thing, 305, three touchdowns. Uh, Daryl Henderson got you 22 fantasy points. Cooper Cup, what else can you say about Cooper yeah. Cup? And, and your boy Robert Woods. He, I mean, yes, he, he only had three catches on his nine targets. He got 35 yards um, receiving and a touchdown, 22 rushing and a touchdown. Yep. So, I mean, those two touchdowns are going to pay the freight. Yeah, yeah. It definitely made me a happy guy because I got them in both my leagues. But, I mean, when you're talking about it, I mean, you're talking about uh, Brady, Josh Allen, um, Kyler Murray. It's got to be Matt Stafford. When you're talking about MVP yeah. people, I mean... The, the, what he's Whoever doing, stays healthy the longest will win that award. Well, then it's going to be Brady. Because Brady never well, hey, you never know. I, I I know you had him on your team when yes. he went down game yes. one quarter. That was one. that was the only time he's yeah. ever gone. No, down. I he hear you. I up. hear you. Um, one other note about the Rams before we move on. They were going to bring up uh, Deshaun, Deshaun Jackson. Mm-hmm. Had requested a trade. He was tired of being fourth or fifth in pecking order. They couldn't find a trade partner. Today was the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. So they're going to release him. Yeah. I just think that bodes well for Van Jefferson going forward. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah. I agree. I think so, too. I mean, I, I don't really know where exactly he's going to go, that he's uh, going to get meaningful playing time, unless it's on a team like the Texans. Yeah, why, why, wouldn't, <laughs> like, why wouldn't you just want to ride the bench on the Rams? Go go get yourself a possible ring. Yeah. And if somebody goes down, then you just moved up. And I, I think mean, it's just, I think when you're talking about a guy like Deshaun Jackson, your your career is, is coming to closer to an end, um, and maybe he just wants to play more. And it's maybe guess, maybe it's but, about playing, and it's not about it's not about the ring. Maybe it's about playing. I, I guess. I mean, good. I wish him well. Yeah, man. Yeah. All right, Tim. Winless Detroit. I said they were going to be the upset special, and man, did they make me pay for it. And that's something, just like you said about how you all of a sudden had faith in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Same thing. We were showing. I I remember early in the mm. season when we tried. You know, like we we referenced it week one when they fought back against the Niners. And they fought back against you know all these teams. I referenced it that at some point they're going to lose that fight. Mm-hmm. They've lost that fight. It's gone. <laughs> when you lose to the Eagles forty-four to six at home, you are historically bad. Yeah, I mean this. I mean this. Is, this coach may not last the entire season. This. This is. This was. I know far. they don't have talent. When I was watching Red Zone, I don't know if I ever saw the Detroit Lions with the ball. I mean, it, it was brutal. And like I said, we're talking about the fudging Eagles here. Yeah. I, I mean, I, they have lost their fight. They may go 0-4. And, you know, you'd win your bet if they did. I did. I did. Yeah. I had a free bet, and I put it down for, a, I think it was like a $20 free bet to win like 170 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, what are the odds of any team going defeated? Any team going defeated, I, yeah. You know, the Lions have lost their fight, and not winning a home game against the Eagles, I don't know if they'll win another game. Yeah. I mean, and they don't have an easy schedule. I mean, they... No. And yeah. that's, yeah. For a last place team, their schedule is pretty hard. Yeah. I mean, I guess we can talk about stuff in this game. Uh, you know, we already talked about Boston Scott and uh, 
Jordan Howard what they did. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I, I guess the most exciting thing for me from this game was a Garner Mishu sighting. Yeah, yeah, he came hey, about that. Yeah, I mean, like yeah. I said, I mean, what do you want me to talk about Look from this, this game? Guy. The Lions are historically bad. You can't take anything the Eagles did with yeah. any value I mean, because they were playing the fudging Lions. We already talked about it. Bernard Scott, I mean, Boston Scott, two touchdowns. Uh, Jordan Howard, two touchdowns. Kenneth Gainwell, pretty much non-existent in yeah, this game. None uh, of that will happen again. Dallas Goddard, six for seventy-two. Jalen Hurts only threw fourteen passes. He only completed nine. It was only for 100 yards, but... But he, he didn't need he to. He didn't need to. So, even if you... So, the best, funniest part about it is it's 44-6, to six, and probably the only fantasy-relevant player in this game... Hopkinson. Was... Hopkinson. TJ Hopkinson. Oh, yeah, TJ Hopkinson. But I'm saying, like, the, I'm saying, like, besides Hopkinson, I'm talking about for the Philadelphia side, like, the most fantasy-relevant person is somebody that's starting hurts and stuff like that. And he didn't get anything, really. I mean, nope. you're talking about maybe 11 points? Nope, not... A- yeah, yeah. I mean, then and then Hawkinson is the only guy. In, That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, for that, this entire game, T.J. Hawkinson was the only one that got their fantasy owner yeah. anything of value. Yeah. I mean, ten catches. 89 yards, and that's value in PPR leagues. Tim, let's talk about yeah. Khalif Raven and the and the, we, the problem, the, pro, the the mess that is oh, the mess God. that is the the, the Dallas uh, the Detroit receivers. I mean, this is exactly what we were uh. talking about when we were talking about Atlanta's receivers and said, "Don't even bother. Don't even bother." I mean, if I wanted to zero in my lineup, I could have just started any one of the five guys I've got that are injured. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's just, I mean, I, I brought up all the stuff about he had 15 targets and all these catches and yards and stuff. Zero. But as soon as you, as soon as you see two good weeks out of Cephas, he gets zero. But as soon as you see two good weeks out of Raymond, he gets zero. As soon as you see two good weeks out of Monterey St. Brown, zero. The, There's no point. I mean, even DeAndre Swift didn't get that garbage time dump offs that mm-hmm. he usually does. I, I feel, I, we talked enough about yeah, this. Yeah, and, and, and I think you're right. I think you're right. At this point, you just write Detroit off. I mean, at the, there are certain teams you just should not bet on at all. Don't bet on Detroit. I mean, if you're going to bet against Detroit, fine. I mean, yeah. you can't. Bet They've lost ag- their fight. You can't bet against the Jets. You can bet against the Lions. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and that's the thing is it, that's it. Talking about no fantasy production. Let's talk about this next one. Pittsburgh fifteen, Cleveland ten. And I remember asking you in the previous show, why was Cleveland a four-and-a-half-point favorite? Mm-hmm. The Steelers won this game by five without a kicker. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, they had to go for two for the 20-yard line. The best part about it is they faked the field goal, and this guy held on to the ball for so long. Demolished. That he got demolished. Demolished. And then he got knocked out of the game with a concussion. Now, the funniest part about it is, is most people throw their punter out there, and it's like, well, he doesn't have much kicking his face. Their punter, they said it. This guy's never kicked a field never. goal. Yeah. Never. When he went out there, I'm like, is that a linebacker? Yeah. I mean, I just, I was hoping, I was like, I was like, God, I just hope they said Ben out there. Yeah. Just have Ben kick it. But it's like, just get somebody out there, like fantasy wise, that would be like, why is this guy kicking extra points? Like, you'd be like, Deontay Johnson had uh, not, six catches for 98 yards and three extra points or something. <laughs> something. Yeah, I'm just, I was like, just put somebody else out there to see yeah. them get points for no reason. Najee Harris, I'll do it, coach. <laughs> and that's the thing that gets me is like, on a 53-man roster, no one else can do it. Yeah, no I one mean, else rather trust. That's how important these well, kickers are. And with the way everyone's missing extra points and field goals right now, I, I was texting you. I was like, just, just give me a give me a one-day contract yeah. and we'll see if it works. Anybody, yeah, like, why not? You know? Um, I guess if you want to talk about the football aspect of this game, Najee Harris did have 91 yards rushing and a touchdown. Deontay Johnson, you already brought up his numbers. That's it. 
Really I talked about Baby Gronk. Uh, I talked about him in the uh, waiver segment. Cleveland did nothing for you. Yep. You and that's why I remember asking you the question, if a healthy Case Keenum is better than an injured Baker Mayfield, I'll ask you again. Is a healthy Case Keenum better than an injured Baker Mayfield? Because they did nothing. I guess. Because they did nothing. I know Pittsburgh again. has a good defense, Pittsburgh but they has, did nothing. Yeah. Pittsburgh has a good defense. I, I was Denver, right about Denver Nick Chubb's. Uh, that's why I was right about Nick Chubb's under yards. Yeah, he had 61 right. and, and nothing. Let me bounce this off of you. Um, I just I got to talk about the ineptitude of the Bears and stuff like that. Let's talk about the ineptitude of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Do you know only four Pittsburgh players have caught a TD this season? Four. Wow. De- Deontay Johnson has three. Najee Harris has two. Fryermuth has two. Claypool has one. Wow. Isn't that I mean something? What are you gonna do? I I, know, like, I, I mean that's the thing is like they didn't even accidentally have a you know backup tight end or mm-hmm. you know remember remember Derrick Henry threw a touchdown pass to Michael Pruitt yeah, or yeah. I mean none of that none no. of these accidental Mm-mm. nothing. Nope. I mean I, I just I mean when you think about it I mean. I know this isn't the preview show. I'll just throw this out here and move on to the next game. Monday Night Football is Steelers-Bears. Yikes. I mean, you're talking about a 15-14, 15-12, 15-13 game yeah, at this I, point. Yeah, I, I, I can't wait to see what the over-under is for that game. The Mannings, Eli and Peyton aren't even going to do the game. Would you? No. Why bother? No. I mean, I feel like we're contractually obligated to watch it. Yeah. But I'm not going to do it happily. I mean, they're, they're, I mean, I mean, these guys are literally ESPN two. They are probably must watch. To me, they're must watch yeah, compared they're, they're to great. anybody they're else great. that's broadcasting Absolutely. right now. I love, I love having them have their guests on and stuff like that, and they're all talking trash to each other and stuff. But I got to tell you, I, I don't, I don't blame them when you're talking about this game. Yeah, just, yeah. How just are you going to fill three and a half hours? I don't. I, I don't, mean, I think they know. I think they know there's nothing they can do because, you know, they at least when they're talking, they're trashing each other. They're not trashing these teams. They're going to be trashed. They would be trashing these offenses the whole time. Peyton would be like, I don't know what these guys are doing at all. And that's the thing is, it's not going to be a 13-10 because they're two great defense in 80s mm-hmm. football. It's just going to be inept offense. Yeah. Just brutal. Mm-hmm. All right, what do you got next? Carolina 19, Atlanta 13. Oh, okay. These are two teams yeah, that are going this... absolutely nowhere. <laughs> So true, right? It is so true. I mean, I mean, literally, I have written down. I said Chubba Hubbard, eighty-two yards rushing and a touchdown. Corey Cordell Patterson, seventy-two total yards and a touchdown. Um, nothing else to talk about here. Yeah, Kyle Pitts was double teamed, two for thirteen. Sorry. Um, I'm gonna say his name just to kill him. We we keep saying RA for Robbie Anderson. Uh-huh. I'm gonna say his name. He is officially dead to me. <laughs> officially dead. I kept starting this guy, sometimes out of necessity, sometimes out of desperation, because he kept getting the targets. Dead. <laughs> if you can't do One anything. One target, no catch, zero yards. Like I said, I talked. I had three wide receivers and a tight end all injured. So I had to start Robbie Anderson and Khalif Raymond. I had zeros from two spots. I lost my game by eight points with zeros at two spots in my lineup. I'm sorry I'm laughing, but it is I, I mean, it, it's he's dead to me. Dead. I'm going to All I'm going to do with him is continue to bet the under on his yards until Vegas fixes that to 12. Until Vegas you know? just takes it off the board altogether. Right, and, and that's it, because I, I hit that yet again. The rest of this game, the rest of these teams, screw them both. I, I got it. Yeah, exactly. But there's no point in talking about this. This is bad and bad. And this, they're in the same division. They're just bad and bad in the same division. Yeah, is... I mean, if it wasn't for the Texans and Jaguars in the North, this would be comically bad. Yeah. I mean... 
And this is yeah. a team, the Panthers, to start off 3-0. Yeah. That was a long time ago, and then, wasn't it? And then here's the, here come the Falcons. Oh, they just won a couple of games. They won. Oh, they, we were all oh, ready to talk about absolutely. Here we go, ready to turn this corner. Heck, they even got me doubting the, doubting my bet. And then they were like, "Oh no, Rick, your bet is safe with us. <laughs> like, your best bet, picking us to win, that is not safe. But yeah. the under eight and a half, that is definitely yeah, safe. Yeah, still. absolutely. And, and and that's that's enough of that. Let's let's move on to. I'm going to pat myself on the back a little bit. I did get this one right. New England twenty seven, Chargers twenty four. And it's another one of those, and we'll talk about the Tampa-New Orleans game in a minute. Mm -hmm. Ironically, another one I got right. You know, I don't get a lot of rights, so I'm going to take a bow. Mm -hmm. Um, When you look at the box score for New England, it's not like last week where they scored 54 points and everybody ate. They had one offensive touchdown, one defensive touchdown, (laughs) and four field goals. Yeah, that's what I I put in. New England had 27 points and one offensive touchdown. Yeah. I mean, they won the game. So I guess that counts. I mean, if you want to point out something from a fantasy aspect, Damian Harris had 80 yards rushing and a touchdown. That's it. I was trying to make the case for Bolden being the next James White, and Belichick said, nah. (laughs) I mean, remember last week J.J. Taylor had two rushing touchdowns? He was a healthy scratch. Yep. I mean, they're like, no, next this week is Jazz. They move those running backs in and out of that lineup and activate and inactivate. I mean, Belichick is like a mad scientist. Like, he's just like... And somebody would be like, wait, the guy just scored two touchdowns. Like, he was a big part of it. We're good. Yeah, We're he good. does the Godfather thing, yeah. like, kiss the ring. Yes. Kiss the ring. Like, Are you doubting me? No, 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 sir. No, sir. Wait, Are you talking means... back? Are you talking back they, to me? They won the game. They looked pretty good for an NFL team. The only fantasy asset in the entire team is Damian Harris. Yeah, still. And they, and they won. And they won again. I mean, like, yeah. And, and here we are. Then the Chargers. The Chargers lose, and yet they have 124 total yards from Eckler with a touchdown. They have Herbert still 223 with two touchdowns and the two interceptions, but I mean, but still. Keenan Allen, 6 for 77 and a touchdown. I mean, the only person really on this team that you actually thought was a startable guy that actually disappointed was Mike Williams with 2 for 19. Yeah, but and this... I talk about it every week because I've been a longtime Pats fan. Belichick finds somebody to take away. Mm-hmm. He took away Mike Williams. Start him going forward. He'll be fine. He does this every week. He takes somebody on your team and he takes them away. He chose Mike Williams. I mean, it, but once again, even in a loss, and this has happened multiple times now, multiple times now, with the exception of the Ravens game, multiple times now when the the Chargers they're just fantasy relevant. They are a they are probably going to be a six seven seed in the playoffs or not make the playoffs again. But they're going to be so stacked fantasy wise. They're just one of those teams that just pounds, pounds points fantasy-wise. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. Every week you're going to be able to start Herbert, Eckler, Allen, and Williams. Mm-hmm. You know? And 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 honestly, that's about it for that game. Yeah. I mean, I don't mean to be a disservice and not talk about but I mean, we're just, what else is there to talk about? Really, this this week was a lot of injuries, um, a lot of people that really showed up. Um and then a, a whole bunch of people that did not. And there's just a big... We talked about it. We've been talking about it all year. Not so much as the parody, but the... There's the haves and the have-nots. Yeah, they're, they're the mean, big drop-offs. I mean, there isn't like... There is literally like when you're talking about... This guy, like, surprisingly enough, this guy is running back 22. And it's like, well, he's running back 22 because... Yeah, Nobody, by default. Yeah, by default. Yeah. yeah, exactly. We're not talking about... We're talking about probably on each of these positions, you're talking about you probably have 11, 12 guys that are like really dominating this season. And then there's a big cliff. 
Yeah, it's almost like the NBA where you've got like a handful of teams that can win yeah. and everyone else is tanking for the lottery. Yeah. I, I mean, I feel like realistically there's, I don't know, seven or eight teams that can win the Super Bowl and everybody else is either middle or terrible. Well, even right now, I think that there's probably in each division there's six teams that are already locked in pretty much for the playoffs. And you're like, well, who's going to be that seven seed? But then in actuality, you're also like, does it really does it, matter? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Does it yeah. matter who the seven seed is? Because remember when the Bears were the seven seed last year? Uh, and what happened? Where everyone was like, hey, we made it, man. Just get and in that's and the we'll thing see is, what they, happens. They, backed, no. they didn't even win no. to get in. They backdoored their yeah. way in. And that was able that, that, that enabled Pace and Nagy to keep their job. So it, it was actually a hindrance that they got the seven seed. I just seed. think whoever is the seven seed, what's the point? I mean, it, because yeah. I feel like if you're talking about the second seed in the league, we're not talking about... Um, we're not talking about the seven C being like, well, maybe maybe it might be Casey, but I mean, like, but you're, but most of the time these seven seeds have no business going up against these two seeds. If they're just getting dominated, they're yeah, going to get dominated. I, I don't. When you talk about Casey, I don't think the Raiders can be able to hold on to that five and two. Like we didn't even talk about the Henry Ruggs DUI with a death. Yeah, we'll we'll get I, to that. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, you really think the Raiders are going to hold on to that division? You just talked about the, no, the Chargers. They're not going to hold on to it. Last year, last year they were like six and two or something like that, and like second in the division. They were just trailing by like Kansas City by one game. They won one game the whole rest of the season. That's what I'm saying. The Raiders are and continue to be a mess. There's no way yeah. they hold on to that. The Chargers, we've already brought up their issues. The Chiefs looked not very good, and we'll talk about that in a minute. And the four and four Broncos just traded away two players. Yeah. So I, I mean. Remember that when whole, we were when we were looking at the division, we were like, "Oh man, man, right they might the start, get three teams." Yeah. At the start, we were like, "Oh, the Raiders are, are playing well, the Chargers are playing well, the Chiefs are going to come around." Oh boy. Yeah, and um, and that's about it. Let, let's let's touch on the next game, and nothing special about it. But I did want to keep up my theme. We talked about it with Mike White. Mm-hmm. We're going to keep up the theme. Backup quarterback day. Geno Smith and the Seattle Seahawks beat the char uh, the Jaguars. 31 to 7. Sad to say the Jags one game win streak is over. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and that's the thing is, it's another one of those like we talked about with the Eagles and you can't take anything away from the Eagles victory over the Lions. Mm-hmm. You can't take anything away from the Seattle victory over the Jags. The Jags just aren't good. No. They're not good. I, I mean, I I'm surprised that Urban Meyer didn't just stay on the West Coast and go down to USC. He just I'm just going to stay here. I mean, why bother? I mean, they're they're not good, and, and I, I guess we can talk about the Seattle side and continue on with backup quarterback day. Geno Smith didn't do anything special, but you know who did? Tyler Lockett. Yeah, I, I remember in the in the preview saying, "Ride that under until it bucks you." Well, it bucked you. Yeah. He he did that in the first ten minutes of the first quarter. Yeah, 12, 12 for one forty two. I mean, the guy's getting twelve yards on a, a twelve yards a catch. I mean, yeah, that's pretty 12 awesome. Twelve for one forty two. DK <clears throat> forty three and two touchdowns. I, I guess they. I mean, now they're on a buy coming up, but they are startable going forward. Well, you saw the uh, the the uh, the what was it Facebook or Twitter or something like that? Russell Wilson's Twitter. Yeah, thing? yeah, he, he might a, be back after the buy. He put a picture of the pin out yeah. of it. He put a picture of the pin. He's like pins out. Yeah, and that's the thing. So he's I, coming. I remember asking you before the game if the Seahawks lose to the Jags is their season over. You said absolutely because that would have been two and six. I, I guess it's it's only one game difference at three and five, but. I, I I guess they're alive. They're alive. Because um, like you were talking about who gets that seventh seed, I could see them backing into the seventh seed. Well, yeah, now, especially when, when you're c- watching the Vikings play now, how they play. it should be said when they come out of the bye, they got to play Green Bay and Arizona. So I think at best they're hoping to split those games, mm-hmm. and that would put them at four and six. But, it you know, 
I if mean, you that... go four and six, you better be ready to pretty much almost run the table the rest of the way. I, and I, and and that that's about it. Do we have to talk about the Jags? I want to say one thing as far as um, this is smoke and mirrors. Um, obviously, if Gino is the quarterback, this this all is smoke and mirrors. Because let me throw this out for you, um, Gino Smith was 195 yards passing, two touchdowns, and he rushed for a touchdown. He completed on the day 20 passes. 18 of those were to Lockett and Metcalf. 18. What would you do? He only completed two passes the whole rest of the team. I'm not saying that what would I do and stuff like that. I'm not saying I would do differently. I'm just saying, like, like you're you're talking about just living and dying by by these guys, and that's it. I mean... This is just a yeah. Don't don't well, fall we, in love with this may, anomaly. We may have seen the last of Geno Smith. Yes, but I mean, don't fall in love with this anomaly that like Seattle's back and stuff like that. Because I mean, Russell when he gets back, we'll see. But I mean, Green Bay is Green Bay's tough. Yeah, I, I didn't say yeah. Arizona's I, I, tough. I did. I didn't say they're alive. I, I didn't I say just, they're back. I said they're alive. I just think that when you when the rest of the team, I mean, Alex Collins didn't have a good game, but he he's been playing well while Carson's been out. But well, it looks like Carson that, might be back after the bye too. That defense. That defense can stop the Jaguars because the Jaguars are atrocious. Yeah, they're, they, but, I didn't even want to mention the Jaguars. All right, let's move on. They're done, yeah. And continuing my theme of backup quarterback day, we already mentioned him. Trevor Simeon and the New Orleans Saints beat Tampa Bay 36-27. Winston was carted off. I don't know how much of it, and like I said, I, I, I watched a lot of the game. I don't know how much of it was New Orleans winning or Tom, Tom Brady losing. He threw two interceptions and then had a fumble. Yep. So I feel like Tampa lost the game and New Orleans just took advantage of it. If you have I mean unless you unless you bet the Bucks, um, if you have Tampa Bay players on your on your fantasy roster, um you you're perfectly fine with what happened in this game. <laughs> because, oh yeah, I know fantasy yeah. wise you you still yeah, I mean Evans got his, Godwin was the star of the game. Now it should be said Gronk left the game with back spasms, mm-hmm. so that sucks. I mean Godwin had a monster game, Brady had a monster game. Brady's thrown twenty five passing touchdowns already this yeah, week. Yeah. He's still quarterback one. Now he's on a bye this week, so yeah. you know. I just I mean with the Bucks they, did they win this game? Yes. Was there anything of fantasy relevance? I mean, Kamara had, what, 60 yards and a touchdown. I mean, besides that. that's and Well, we've said that going forward. We, we've said that all season, that it's yeah. Kamara and nobody else. Yeah. Just like we talked about with the Patriots, mm-hmm. with Damian Harris, and the Texans with Brandon Cooks. It's Kamara and nobody else. And this team right now, it seems like, is built to beat the Bucks. In the regular season. And that's it. And that's it. Yeah. Because once it comes down to playoff time, Brady's not going to make these mistakes. No, not at all. And, um, yeah, that's about it. Speaking of mistakes, Denver 17, Washington football team 10. Melvin Gordon scored two touchdowns. Let's just move on. I mean, this is just junk. This is junk. Is there something you really want to say about this game? It's junk. It's garbage. This whole game is garbage. Antonio Gibson... Owners, I mean, I feel sorry for you guys. My condolences. The fact that they say he's going to play and then he goes out there, and I didn't, I don't know, I didn't see anything of relevance from him the the whole game. Um, That's the worst part. Is somebody's active, you got to play him. It's, scary, it's almost better to have scary Terry. Not seeing any, didn't see anything productive out of him. I saw nothing productive from anybody except for the fact that Melvin Gordon scored two touchdowns. I thought you wanted to move on. I'm done with my rant. Okay, and uh, the star of backup quarterback day was Cooper Rush. Who the hell saw this coming? Dallas 20, Minnesota 16. Is Dallas really good or is Minnesota overrated? 
I think Minnesota just laid an egg in this game. I don't know if they're overrated. I think Minnesota is probably going to end up being the seventh seed in the NFC. And yet that's gonna get you a I hope so. That's gonna get you a hey, thanks for coming, and there's the door. <laughs> like yeah. they're gonna they're gonna yeah. usher you in. You're gonna play against the Bucks or the Rams or some or the or the or Packers, the Packers yeah. and you're gonna get escorted right out the door. Yeah. You're gonna come in it's like a revolving door. It's like, hey, I'm here, I'm in the playoffs, and you walk right back I mean, out that's the, the door. Thing is, we brought here. it up when we talked about the Bears, like how do you not beat the Niners at home? How do the Vikings not beat Cooper Rush making his first start, throwing his first pass since 2017 Mm -hmm. how do you make cooper fudging rush the star of backup quarterback day look like a star i I don't know this is this game was like i i don't know what 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 we're doing right yeah i watched every minute of this game now luckily i had a couple investments on the under which hit yeah i had an investment on the under too yeah that that offset my 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 and actually i should have known vegas was right Mm-hmm. I, I as soon as it was officially announced that Dak was out, and we <clears> talked <throat> about that at the previous show. They knew as soon as it was announced. I ran to DraftKings. I went to all my apps, and the Vikings were still only a three point favorite. And I'm like, ha ha ha, those idiots! I'm scooping this, and I was wrong. <laughs> the funniest part about it is, is that somebody was like, I, I did see people. I did see commotion on the Twitter on, on the on, Twitter on the Twitter machine. Yeah, on the Twitter machine, <laughs> I saw a commotion where people were like. For all those people that thought like when it was uh, when when it was we, we got it we got it at two and a half ha ha we're gonna totally like take it to these guys and it got all the way up to four and then it's like yeah then you spent that whole time afterwards going well what difference did it make yeah because <laughs> it's real raggy I mean it's like I don't know I maybe the Cowboys just stepped up because Dak was out I think it's just more along the lines of like the Vikings scored quickly and then just laid an egg the rest of the game no I hear you but I feel like we we have to. I know Dallas hasn't been relevant since Jimmy Johnson mm-hmm. left, but I, we gotta admit they might be really good. They probably no, they are really good. They are a really good team because their defense is really good. They are a really good team. Their defense is a, is really improved. I mean, um, the, those receivers: Amari Cooper, eight catches, one hundred twenty-two yards, and a touchdown. Ceedee Lamb, six six for one twelve. Even uh, your guy, Cedric, Cedric Wilson, Wilson, three for eighty-four and a touchdown. I mean, a lot where, of that was on the seventy-three-yard broken play. Yeah, but. where does where does Gallup fit in in this? Does Gallup does Gallup push Wilson to, to the four, or does Gallup now sit sit at four on the pecking order? Well, I mean, we'll find out more when when Dak comes back. Let me throw this out to you: You have Dalvin Cook, who at the beginning of the season we were saying was one of the top three running backs by like no question. Yeah, you were making a case for his MVP case. I was, I was. Do you know that Minnesota? Is is the lowest, the worst rushing touchdowns? Do you know how many rushing touchdowns they scored this year? Tell me. Two. Wow. Were they scored by Alexander Madison? <laughs> uh, I think Alexander Madison has one, and Cook has one. Yeah. But I mean, you're talking about two. You're talking about a team that you thought was going to be um, pretty evenly balanced. They are not evenly balanced. No. They are relying way too much on the pass. They have good running backs in Madison and Cook and. I don't know what the hell they're doing. Um, the Browns lead the NFL in rushing touchdowns with 14. Yeah. I, I don't know what you want me to say. Yeah. Nothing else. All right. Monday Nighter. Uh, Casey beats the Giants 20-17. to 17. Um, And honestly, what is Casey go- What is going on at Casey? I know. This, this is not the team that has been to back-to-back Super no. Bowls. I, I'll be honest. They were very lucky they were playing the Giants. Yeah. I mean, they almost lost to the Giants. I mean, that's what I'm I was, saying. Like, did you see at the end of the game 
They like it was like like four minutes left in the game, and Mahomes throws an interception. Now it got called back on a penalty, or they think they said maybe it was incomplete or something like that. But I was like, when I saw him throw the ball, and I saw the Giants just intercept it, I was like, my wife's talking to me, and I'm just like, they're gonna lose this game. My wife's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm like, I can't believe the Chiefs are gonna lose this game. I had from from the uh, the the basketball bet that we had, and we got and I got a sixty eight dollar free bet because because um, LeBron. Curry. LeBron oh, scored oh LeBron, 30, right, yeah. 34. So I, I had a $68 Steph. free bet. What I did was I took six money lines in a span of two weeks. Like the biggest spreads. The oh, biggest, I remember you telling me the about this. The biggest money yeah. lines. It came down to KC. My wife's like, are you coming to bed? Nope. <laughs> no, I'm not. I got I <laughs> no, gotta sweat. I gotta sweat this thing out. A $68 free bet. I put six straight I spent six six straight money lines. The biggest spreads. Good thing you didn't put the Bengals in there. For like, oh no, I do. Yeah, well, how lucky was God, that? Li- the Bengals and the Lions got killed to, me. Got to like plus like one thirty five or something like that. And I was like, sure, but let's just do it because I didn't have any faith in my, in other bets right now. Yeah, to get, get it going. Yeah. But it all it came in and I got that money. But man, did I have to sweat it out? I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, really, like Devontae Booker, one twenty five total yards. I mean, this he's basically doing what Saquon would do when Saquon's back. Yeah, I mean, Daniel Jones. Hey, I mean, he didn't rush. But I mean, two twenty-two and two touchdowns. Mahomes two seventy-five and a touchdown and an interception, which could have been a lot more interceptions because they dropped a lot of balls. There they was really did, of... yeah. I, it, I I can't believe the Chiefs with so much talent mm-hmm. couldn't just dominate the Giants at home. Mm-hmm. I, they, like I said, they were lucky to be playing the Giants. I, I can't mm-hmm. believe the team with so much talent has looked so bad. Yeah. You just kind of wonder. I, I wonder if there's going to be a thirty for thirty come out, or some story is going to come out about five, ten years down the road about what's wrong with the Chiefs, like something we didn't know, yeah. something because this is not the team that went to back to back Super Bowls. I just, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's just they believe they listen to their own their own hype, like everyone. Because I just think, I think Mahomes is 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 trying to play like he's the best quarterback in the league, and I feel like before he just played and he. He was because he just was. Yeah. But I think now it's like one of those things where you just buy into that hype and you just start trying to do too much. Like you think every pass I can just make it work and he's rolling around and stuff like that. Like they were just applauding him at the end of the game when he took the sack to set up the field goal with like a minute and a half left. They were like, I thought he was going to throw it away. Like yeah. it's like, and then he would have stopped the clock and gave them even more time, the Giants. Yeah, I, I hear you. And uh, who's Derek Gore? Nobody. I feel like, is this like Frank Gore's like son? And then Frank Gore's like, I can still play. And they're like, no, no, no. We're no, moving on to your here, son. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you want to talk about some fun in this game, it's actually Frank Gore. It just, <laughs> he just... He, his agent said, hey, Frank's available. We're like, no, 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 no. Okay. Well, we've got a son. Derek We've got a son, Derek Gore. <laughs> kind of looks like Frank. No, no, no. no pay no, no, no attention no. to that. <laughs> I, I don't, yeah. I don't know what you want me to say. This game... I. I struggled to keep my eyes away open for this entire game. Mm-hmm. It just was embarrassing. Yeah, it's it's just. I mean, at this point, I mean, and they go they play Green Bay this week, KC, and it's at KC, and I have no faith None. in KC to beat to beat the Packers right yeah, now. Yeah, if Aaron Rodgers can go to an a, a previously undefeated Arizona with nobody, mm-hmm. three guys from the practice squad, or just guys he picked up off the street, and win. Lazard's already back off the list. Yep. DeMonte Adams should and be. And MVS is, is being... Is, and MVS is, is going to play. Yeah. I, if the if this Chiefs hmm. team shows up, they're going to get smoked. And Green Bay's been playing pretty pretty decent defense, too, lately. Yeah. 
All right, let's move into the preview. Let's move into the Thursday night game, and then let's get into our bets. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess we're factually speaking obligated to talk about this Thursday game, even though I, it's football, I will watch, but I'm not going to do it happily. The well, New York I, Jets are at Indy. Indy is a 10.5-point favorite with an over-under 46. How can you... How can you do anything with this game with these two teams? Indy is too Indy is too all over the place. And the Jet the Indy shouldn't be giving ten points to anybody because I feel like every single game they've been playing has pretty much been close. I mean, they haven't really been blowing the doors off anybody. No, even the games they, they, they win, they win very close. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Vegas shows no Ooh. respect for the Jets and what they just accomplished against the Bengals. Maybe Vegas knows something. That's what I'm saying. Every time you see a line that looks fishy, like he was talking about with the Vikings, mm-hmm. you're like, ha, 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 those idiots. What are they still doing? Yeah. Minus three, and boy, was I wrong. Yeah, but I mean, like, honestly, the Jets, I mean, I, I, the Jets are like one of those teams right now where I just go, I, I, I just don't want nothing to do with them. Because the, they're like the Giants. When you bet on the Giants, they let you down. And when you bet against the Giants, all of a sudden, they decide they're going to start playing. And, and that's the thing is, yeah, if you bet against the Jets, they're going to burn you, like the, mm-hmm. like the Titans game. If you bet for them, you'd be like, you know what? Jets showed some fight. This Mike White might be an underheralded, you know, Kurt Warner kind of guy. I'm going to take that ten and a half points, and then watch it be, you know, thirty to ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, but uh, you just can't trust anybody. I mean, uh, out of those guys, and let me let me bounce this off you real quick. In survivor pools, um, they like they. The Jets have knocked out pretty much everybody. I mean, because yeah. all the other games, if you're starting the bad, if you're starting against the bad teams, most of the time you're just moving on and stuff like that. You had the Jets against the the the, the Titans, which everyone thought the Titans were going to win that game, and they and the Jets pulled it off. And then again with Cincinnati, you know, they just they're the ones knocking everybody out of eliminators right now. Is the uh, is the Jets? Yeah, and that's like you said when <sighs> when you come to expect absolutely nothing from the Jets is when they surprise yeah. you. And, and, and like I said, I, I would not be surprised after looking amazing in their upset victory against the Bengals if they lay an egg here. All right, so let's get to it. Uh, I mean, T.Y. Hilton's already ruled out with a concussion. <clears throat> so I think for fantasy aspect, for the Jets, you're talking Michael Carter. I mean, he's earned must-start fast. Yeah. You know? yeah. And for Indy, you're talking Jonathan Taylor and Michael Pittman. That's all I have. Okay. <laughs> that's all I, I have. All right, let's go. And that's it. Let's get to our, let's get to our best bets and, and how things worked out here. You actually... Had a had a profitable week with the best bets. Yeah. So go ahead, take your bow. Yeah. No. I, well, I went two and one, so I don't know if I'm going to bend over too far bowing, but yeah, um, I was right about New Orleans. I took the four and a half, and they won outright. I was right about New England. Took the four and a half, and they won outright. Mm-hmm. The Vikings. I I told you. I I. I I saw the minus three, and I fell into the trap like everybody else. Mm-hmm. So I did go two and one. Yep. But um. Yeah, I mean, overall, it was a profitable enough week for me. Yeah, I, I on the other hand, <laughs> <laughs> dot dot dot. Yeah, had probably one of my worst weeks um, for for gambling this season. Atlanta minus three. Before you rip off that bandaid, why don't you hand me another one of the beers and tell everybody what? Oh, you're okay. Drinking? Before I before I go. Into oh, that, I'm sorry. Then, tell so, everybody what we're drinking. We are drinking short fuses. 1872 Oktoberfest Lager. Short Fuse is a nice brewing company that's in Michigan. Um, if you ever get a chance, thank you, Tim. If you ever get a chance, go check out the uh, Short Fuse Brewery. There's one. They're, they're in Michigan. Um, we went to the, uh, me and my wife and a couple of friends went to the Michigan State Brew Review. Um, and it was just a whole bunch of breweries in uh, Michigan. And this was one of my favorites. So when I saw this at Benny's, um, you know, right before uh, Halloween, I was like, "Oh, I gotta pick these up." 
because I'm a big fan of uh, I'm a big fan of short views. So and it's actually been a pretty solid one. I and right before we started the podcast, you cracked out open, took a sip of it. You're like, oh, yeah, right. it, it, it it touched my palate. I'm like, this is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So oh, I appreciate you turning me on. Like to I said, it. I, I'm a big fan of, of short views. I like their Oktoberfest here. This is the first time I tried their Oktoberfest, but they got a whole bunch of good stuff. So go with that stuff. Yeah. All right. Thanks, short views for. Easy, the blow. <laughs> for letting me for letting yeah. me buy beer, e- easing the blow. Yeah. All right, so let me get to uh, let me get to my picks here. Atlanta, that was terrible. Um, they they pulled me in just enough time to kick me out. Um, and then Cincy minus eleven. I mean, really, I they obviously Cincinnati, like you said, it was not a was not a road favorite since nineteen eighty two, and now and we they know why. clearly showed me why because I was like that was thirty nine years in the making setting that up for me to take this meeting. And then uh, the one win that I did have was the Dallas Minnesota under. That was that was done. That was easy. You know, by even by halftime, I knew that was. Yeah, I, I actually bet that end. three times. So mm-hmm. the only reason I had a profitable week. The upset special. So I'm five and three now. Um, but hey, when you're talking about betting money lines, uh, it's actually been pretty profitable. Um, Detroit uh, got smacked by Philadelphia, which is something because I probably could have picked pretty much anybody else with a low spread, and won. Because Dallas won and the, the Patriots won, won, won the Saints won. won. Yes. won. Yeah, Vegas had a great week. <clears throat> yeah, so I mean, uh, if you're talking about the survival pool, I told you to take Cincinnati and Buffalo. Um, they both they both won. I'm done with Buffalo now. I've told you to take Buffalo enough times. I'm moving on, not telling you to take Buffalo. Um, so the Rams and the Buffalo and Arizona are all pretty much off the board for me now as far as telling you to take. So it's going to start getting a little more dicey. We'll get to the experiment right now. I will tell you that the one that I said would work this week or that they said that was that fit the bill was Jared Goff under two sixty five and that came in that was that was solid yeah if any if, if you benefited anything from Detroit looking horrible there it was and then we'll go to the ones that I said that I liked um, it, for individual prop bets I was five and three so I said Gesicki over forty six that went over Higby under forty two that went under so that one hit Emmanuel Sanders I said would go over fifty four point five he had none he had zero. He, and Blutowski, zero Yes, he zero. had the zero. Yeah, him and Khalif Raymond and Robbie Anderson. Yes. Um, the, the Cincinnati, like I said, I went with the minus 11, thinking Jamar Chase over 75.5 uh, receiving yards. That was a loss. Mixon over 73.5 rushing yards. That was a loss. Um, so there's there was pretty much – there's two out of my three losses right there just because of that game. Once again, just took a beating on one game. Uh, Elijah Mitchell over 69.5 rushing yards. That hit. Way over. Jonathan Taylor over 67 and a half rushing yards, that hit. And Matt Ryan under 280 pa- passing yards, that hit. So really, with the exception of that Cincinnati game, which was just complete debacle for me, I was 5-1 and one on, the, on, those, uh, on those player props. So, yeah, I mean, um, what else was I going to say? Oh, I wanted to throw this out to you because we didn't really get a chance to talk to Packers um, because they were on the Thursday game we talked about in the preview. So, only twice... In the history of the NFL since 1954, so pretty much since the inception inception of the Super Bowl. This is a did you know? This is a did you know? This is good because we're ending it off like old old ESPN uh, sports centers here. Do you know that only three teams have had a blowout loss of 30 or more, and then went on to win seven straight games? Wow! The Packers are only the third team to do it. And who are the other two? The, The other two. The 1976 Raiders and the 1994 San Francisco 49ers. Wow. Do you want to hear another interesting fact that plays into this? I do. It'll help me drink my beer. 
Both of those teams went on to win the Super Bowl. Wow. Are you calling your shot? Are you going to Babe Ruth it? Are you calling no, your shot? No, no, no. But, but like, if you want, if you if you don't believe if you don't believe in uh, in coincidences, let me throw this out to you. The last team that uh, Tampa Bay beat thirty eight to three was the Packers, but the last one before that was the Bucks last year, and they went on to win the Super Bowl. Wow. So if you want to talk about coincidences, oh man, that's two big coincidences right there. But then a guy could probably make a case for pretty much everybody else to say yeah. something along the lines. That doesn't the mean it's not fun. The last team to get a safety and like, <laughs> like that won the Super Bowl. The last hey, time a black cat came that across fits, the... yes, that fits whatever. <laughs> but I will say this. All this means is you had some free time at work. I will say this. One of the last teams to go over in their in the in what over sixteen. Detroit Lions. Yeah. I guess who's still in the running for that? Oh my god. I wow. So I'm just saying right now, and if you think about it, the Packers was we were talking about can anybody catch Tennessee? Nobody's catching the Packers. No. The Packers are seven and one, and the closest one to them right now is the three and four Minnesota Vikings. They they like I said, if you can't <laughs> win at home against Cooper Rush, there's no chance you're packing uh catching the Packers. Mm-hmm. I mean, Green Bay and Minnesota haven't played against each other yet. We're eight weeks into the NFL season, Mm -hmm. and we've already anointed the Green Bay Packers the winner of their division, the Tennessee Titans the winner of their division, and the Dallas Cowboys the winner of their division. Yeah, I mean, mean, it's it's. I mean, there is a good there is a good chance in three weeks the Packers clinch their division. Yeah, and that's the funny thing is I went on you know I go on the the betting apps every week, Mm -hmm. and I've got my you know open you go to open bets. They're offering me payouts. Already for the teams I you know yeah. I, I did the Packers didn't win the division mm-hmm. of the Titans they're already offering me cash outs hmm. they're almost at what I would win you know I mean it's they're just, like just, just they're conceding yeah just take the money and start doing something else with it please <laughs> um, so yeah I mean Tim is there anything else you wanted to touch on um, before we before we wrap things up that's about it you know I mean like I said I <clears throat> I think what this season is going to show and like every season does is you got to be an active owner mm-hmm. injuries they suck. Sometimes you have bad luck, but you got to be an active owner. You got to be on that stuff. Your season is not your own, your job as fantasy owner is not over after the draft. Because, like you said, with you know in our league with the the Ram guys picking up AP, that was a great shrewd move. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I mean, anybody that wants to say that oh that that's that's cheating or whatever, it's not. It's called just being being ahead of everybody. Yeah, else. if you don't violate a rule. Mm-hmm. You, you, that's great ownership. There's, that's smart. If you don't have a rule in place, there's nothing that says you shouldn't be able to do that. So if anyone's listening to this and you got hosed on that because your commissioner all of a sudden said nobody is. whatever, then then yeah. Well, I mean, I've seen I've seen it on on Twitter and some of the people yeah, are talking about it. Um, let me throw this out to you. You know, Malcolm said that Malcolm gave us a list of like some people in one of his leagues that's still available and some of that. And oh, Michael yeah. Carter was one of those people. How was like, what? Can I get in that league? Yeah, like, how do you how, how are you in a league where Michael Carter's still available? I just love the fact that it was like it was like here's here's my options of people to pick up all the Tennessee options yeah. with Derrick Henry out or Michael Carter. I was like, well, I think this. I'm like, what are you really? Is what, this is a question? Is this, is this, this a is serious a question? question? Like, yeah, man. I, every time I see something like that, especially when you see it on like. Like I said, if you go on ESPN, CBS, all these guys, they do the waiver wire things. Like, you should go out and get, you know, and it's some guy that's like, what? The first four names are guys that are all taken in every competitive league. Yeah. All right. So, the one thing I'm going to leave this on is, is I'm going to at least say this. I know we were we already had 
the some really interesting things with injuries and stuff like that and the Calvin Ridley thing and you know I don't want to get into that that, that again because we've already talked about it obviously mental health is nothing to um, be you know be ashamed of or anything like that obviously take care of what you got to take care of um, that being said the the Henry Ruggs we would be remiss we would be not doing a service if we didn't bring this up damn so much for leaving <clears> them <throat> laughing huh yeah <laughs> we we kind of we kind of want like I didn't want to bring it up until more towards the end and stuff like that like honestly this is this is really a travesty you have a young guy that that's only been in the league for a year who's whose life and career are possibly over because of of silly mistakes well um, somebody else's life is over yeah somebody else's so. somebody else's life is over they're not yeah. famous like I'm Henry not trying Ruggs, to downplay but, yeah. that at all but I'm saying this man's this man's career this man's life is probably never going to be the same again um and and obviously rightly so because of bad decisions and we said it before like children make bad choices uh no sorry children make mistakes adults make bad choices um and this was just a really bad choice and honestly um at this point uber and lyft and all these things are so frequently available and so especially if you're filthy rich i don't easily accessible yeah you could have uh, you know, some people have security that pretty much not only are they their security, but they drive them around and stuff like that. Like at this point, if you're not doing everything you can to make sure you don't have an issue like this, then I, I don't really know what else to say. It's just it's 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 really a horrible thing. Like um, if you're if you're inebriated, just just take just take a Uber. Just you know, don't drive. Just stop doing it. I mean. You know, it's just, it really is. It's a shame, and I at least wanted to at least say, like, you know, it's never a big deal to somebody until you until something like this happens. I, yeah, I, I, I can't say. I like to leave these episodes uh, with a laugh or something fun or something to, you know, keep them coming back, but uh, you, you said it perfect. All right. Well, like I said, sorry, sorry to leave it on a bad note like that. Um, I'm not gonna try to levy some humor at the end of this now to try to bring it back. We're just gonna That's wrap it, it up. You killed We're it. gonna come back. We're gonna come back on on uh, on Friday with some uh, previews and stuff like that, and and obviously have a better ending than this. <laughs> All right. So yeah, you guys have a good night. Uh, take care. Be safe. Uh, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. All right. Thanks for listening. Yeah!